Welcome to the Empathy Cocktail Podcast, the party with little to no boundaries. Designed to start a discussion from social topics dealing with serious issues, the bartending do's and don'ts, supporting small businesses and people, and everything else in between. We're providing perspectives and expanding empathy. I'm Elise. And I'm Courtney. I'm Shaken. And I'm Porn. And this is the Empathy Cocktail. Welcome back. It is Nalise. And it's Courtney. We have something really special to share with you. What is it, Nalise? Uh, topic of the day is sexuality. Ooh, sexuality, you say? Yeah, we're talking about sex. Baby? Don't know why, but it's you and me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. You heard it here, folks. We are talking about sexuality. Oh, this is uh, going to be an interesting one, right? It's going to be interesting because um, for, so I think it's a cool way to get to know each other and to just share our background a bit. Um, sex is sort of inevitable. And as I used to say when I was a kid, sex is me. Like I am literally a product of sex. I'm half my mom, half my dad. So it's important. Amen. So <laughs> the definition of sexuality is the capacity for sexual feelings, a person's sexual orientation or preference, and sexual activity. Okay, so I really like the top one, uh, the capacity for sexual feelings. Interesting. Because people separate sexuality and from who they are, I think a lot of the time, especially when they're growing up. For me, that was the case. I, I separated the two. I was like, mm. here I am as a person, and here's sexuality. Where do I fit in? Mm-hmm. I mean, it wasn't so cut and dry. I always detached the two, which mm. meant I didn't talk about it. Mm. I didn't um, I didn't like talking about it. Mm-hmm. But I love that this definition says capacity for sexual feelings. Feelings are you. It's what mm-hmm. you're feeling. Mm-hmm. So why wouldn't they be a part of you? You know what I and mean? And they're so natural, too. Like, I remember just being a young kid, and trust me, this is going to be fine where I take this. Um, I remember being a young kid and, 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 and having those, like, I don't even want to call them sexual feelings because I feel like I don't want people to get the wrong idea, but sensual feelings mm-hmm. as a, as a kid. And I don't mean like, um, like, oh, I want to like watch porn, but sometimes it, but. Well, yeah, I mean, you're curious, <laughs> you're curious on you're it. Curious. Yeah, you're you curious. are. You're curious, you see adults kissing and you're kind of like, oh, I want to know more about that and like I remember playing with like my dolls oh, and just yeah. like creating lives for yeah. them <laughs> like they would like sleep next to each other that's amazing I, I did the same thing too and and also I mean it's a little different too sexuality for me because I grew up in a catholic church and also with a catholic school mm. uh, from when I was in preschool all the way up until I graduated mm-hmm. um, so sexuality graduated high school right Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, high school. Like, I went pre-K all the way to 12th grade. I mean, senior year. Gotcha. Because so, for me, it was K to through 8th grade. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, you're still learning. So you're still having some sex ed classes. Like, my first sex ed class, I think, was either, I think was, I think it was in 4th grade. I think we, we had to get 4th oh, wow. or 5th grade we started with the, you know, the whole, like, the females are in one room, the guys are in another. Mm-hmm. You learn about females, yeah, the body, so and then oh, was, I'm calling oh it like God. how now, eight it, year olds females. Well, and that was like it was weird because I mean it was actually pretty well done from what I remember, mm-hmm. and like it actually touched. It was very down to earth. It didn't bring religion into it at all. 
Um, cool. But then when I got into junior high and we actually had the sex ed videos, my sex ed videos were <laughs> taped in the 80s with this woman with poofy poofy hair, <laughs> high-waisted pants, <laughs> and a horrible spray tan. And her name was Patricia. Patricia. <laughs> and it was a Christian sex ed video, mind you. So... <laughs> All this was outdated. And also some backstory, I was in seventh grade in 2009, and I was listening to an 80s sex ed video. And they didn't, remember my teacher didn't really talk too much after the videos. We just filled Mm. out the paper that came with it, and that was it. Like, we really didn't talk about it because we didn't know how to talk about it. No one knew how to talk about it. I don't think anyone, so no one that I knew knew how to talk about sex um, with, with kids, not my parents, not my school. And when I say knew how to talk about it, I think that there's a certain honesty and authenticity that is lacking Mm. in how sex is taught in schools, especially Catholic schools. So for me, K through eighth grade, uh, the priest came in, a favorite priest, his name was Father Rossi. He was like cracking jokes the whole time. And like, I think he like used a banana and said the word condom, but I'm not sure. But I don't remember him being very real about it. Mm. And so like after the talk, we were just walking back up to the classroom room laughing and poking fun at each other uh and then maybe in high school there was a video or something in like a biology class and that's but, the thing it's like yeah I mean I get it though I'm not discounting that I yes I went to a catholic school yes I'm going to be taught the the christian values of sex mm. but you know I didn't even learn how to put on a condom all right like I I, I learned from a friend like, I'm, be, I'm being honest. Like, I should not sense. have learned that from a friend. I should have learned it from a trusted teacher rather than friend. I, I, I don't know. It's just like everyone else had this experience about, oh, I remember the old banana and condom story. But, like, I don't have that story because it's like – because the values are you're not supposed to have mm-hmm. sex before you're married. Yeah. And, I mean, I get, I get it, though. I mean, I get why they did it and everything. But also I'm like – I that's kind of crucial, unfortunately. Right. Like kids are going to make their own choices, mm-hmm. you know, and when you leave them unprepared and not really understanding everything, especially with an 80s sex video, mind yeah. you, more information has come out since then. Um, right. <laughs> a and lot I- more information has been, you know, brought out. And we had abstinent speakers come in who would, talk, mm-hmm. who would teach us abstinence. <laughs> I mean, we got that on like a yearly basis. And I'm like sitting here like, okay. Like, I would feel renewed after each time. I'd be like, I'm going to mm-hmm. be abstinent. And mm-hmm. Of course, mm-hmm. I had a boyfriend in high school, and we remained abstinent. Um, Until marriage, of course. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm <laughs> married with a big old diamond ring on my finger. <laughs> I yeah. actually looked at your finger. Like, I'm like, I know Courtney's not married yet. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, and it's funny because the banana and condom t- uh, image, I think I might have even made it up just – I don't remember. I don't actually, I don't think the priest did that. I think that it was more so about marriage. Mm. And I think the banana and condom thing happened in high school. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. See, that makes sense to me. Right. Um, Yeah. Priest was not holding a banana. Um, So growing up, we sort of have similar Catholic school background takes on it. And I think it's just fascinating that here we are talking about sexuality and in tangent to that is like religion, like this automatic like religious aspect of it i wonder if like if someone else was in this conversation who had a very different background one that didn't go to catholic school or you know have a christian background and that catholic guilt that cat that 
ooh, that Catholic guilt, that Christian that guilt. That is real. It's a hundred and ten percent. Like my friends it's used to give me so thing. much crap about, oh, it's that Catholic guilt again, huh? Mm-hmm. Well, seriously. And I'd be like, no, you're 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 not wrong. It's still there. Like you yeah. feel like you have to go to confession every mm-hmm. time mm-hmm. you say a swear word or you or, you know, I should have been nicer to my brother. I yeah. should have been nicer to my dad. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, I'm going to go confess to a priest all the things that I did. Yeah. Like, I, <laughs> I mean, oh, God. I just, uh But, you know, and also another thing about sexuality and why it didn't really come out for me until later on, until I was in college, mm-hmm. was because we had a church issues class that we were required to take when we were, I believe, seniors in high school. And um, we had to talk about different issues of the church, of the Catholic church. Mm-hmm. And one of those, and so we, we would partner up with somebody and we'd group it up. Mm. I think mine was about pornography, I believe. Oh. And, and, and what that means, like why the church discount, you know, why the church feels the way they feel. And then you find like um, contrasting arguments and stuff. And then mm-hmm. you can open the floor and you can talk about it. Oh, um, nice. So that was, I, I loved the class. But so... The day came for homosexuality. Oh. Yes. And I think this is where it got just really screwed up for me. So when the person did the project, the homosexuality project, Mm -hmm. and then we talked about why the church feels it is, in quotations, wrong, Mm -hmm. and they don't believe in it, Mm -hmm. you know, I I immediately put my hand up because I have, I have uncles, I have gay uncles, Mm -hmm. um, and I immediately put my hand up because I had just so many questions because, and I, I said, so why would somebody, because the whole argument was always, um, it's not in their DNA. It's a choice. And I'd say, you know, the first question I remember saying, I'm like, why would somebody choose a harder life? Why would somebody choose Great to be point. scared Great point. to be? Yeah. Why? Like why? Mm-hmm. And you know, I, I remember, <laughs> I remember my teacher look at me going, can you half play baseball? I said, no. Can you half play volleyball? No. He goes, well, you can't half do a religion, so that's either you believe in it or you don't. Ooh. And I said, that's bullshit. Good comment. And I'm sorry for the language, <laughs> but I couldn't even, I couldn't, couldn't even believe that because the whole basis of any religion is love everybody as God does or, you know, as Christ does. You know, you should love everybody with the same respect and no matter what, no conditions whatsoever. And I just couldn't even believe, and he when he threw that analogy at me, mm. and I just couldn't. I could. I was, and I think that's what, like, I think that's what dumbs people down mm. about sexuality. It mm-hmm. shuts people down because it's a shameful. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, if I don't fully shame. believe this, it's a lot of shame. It's shame, and, and there's so much shame even when you don't come it's from a, a, a church. There's, I mean, there's sometimes shame in your sexuality. I mean, oh, when absolutely. I was starting to explore my, absolutely. like, like explore my sexuality and exploring how, what it means to me, mm-hmm. it was uncomfortable. And I did feel shameful. I'm like, I shouldn't be doing this. I shouldn't be. Right. And it wasn't sexual acts. It was the sexual maybe feelings or maybe exploring those Or talking about or it talking or sharing it. it or, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just crazy to me. And I, I, I mean, it's baffling. It, and, but you know what? The best thing that could have happened is the Pope that we have now, um, who's like, okay, so they're they're hom- they're homosexual they're they're homosexuals. Like, let them so live the Pope, their life. The Pope right now is cool with the, homosexuals. Yes, yeah, he came oh, out and was like, cool. listen, it's your it's that's, your that's what's life, up. and it's it's amazing. It, it really, I was just so happy that he's mm-hmm. like, no, 
If they love somebody, they love somebody. Love is a beautiful thing. That's love, really, that's the basis it's of really religion. really nice that he said that and important that he voiced that. And I'm sure that there are people in the Catholic faith that are just like, what's wrong with the Pope? Like uh, That was in the past. That was in the past. But now, um, well, in the, ever since the Pope said this, now my school honors Pride Month. Oh, oh, that's so cool. Uh-huh. They do like they, they have get like to rainbow. Know this pope. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's really um, beautiful that he's doing this. He's realizing that. And also it all comes down to um, Bible translations as well. I think mm. he also backs the fact is like we're constantly learning more and more about these translations mm-hmm. and some of it is getting skewed. Some of it's not, it's not okay that we believe like we're believing a skewed translation. You mm-hmm. know, they're constantly relooking at it. They're constantly doing their, their research and right. um, at least they're, you know, at least they're evolving. I'm just happy that they're evolving with the times. Like mm-hmm. we, we can't keep doing what we're doing. It's, it's not, it's not Something, okay. Something's got to give. And it's important for the leaders and not just, you know, the Catholic faith, but especially just Christianity in, in, in general, right? And I'm only speaking on Christianity because that was how I was raised. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily identify with that faith now. Um, but it, it depends on the minister or the deacon or whoever is in charge of the church. It is their responsibility to say, you know, come as you are. You know what I mean? And a lot of churches don't do that. And that's the problem that I have. Yes. And and when we had um, gay students at our school, they didn't come out until afterwards. Mm. And there's been, I've heard some things that priests have gone up to them and been like, it's wrong. You will go to hell. So sad. And I'm like, that's not okay. Like, how do you know that? <laughs> yeah. Like, have you been there yet? No. Right. Like, you're about to. Because yeah. if you're going to keep harassing people for who they are, mm-hmm. I mean, and that's the whole basis. Sexuality is, is who you are. Mm-hmm. It's how you express yourself. Mm-hmm. It's how you how you view the world, how you it's view yourself. You how you, it, it's it is. It's a feeling. And feelings are a part of yourself. And people, it's so sad. And I, I hope whoever's listening, I hope that this is, makes you feel a little bit better and not so alone. Because I remember feeling alone about it. So, mm. and to be able to talk about it, man, it's been so freeing. Like, I, I'm yeah. just so happy I can talk about it. Yes. And I hope that they also can sort of understand what we're saying, right? We're not saying that one way of doing this is the right way. Yeah. But, but one way is, is more oppressive than the other way. And I'm in favor of, of the way that, like, allows everyone to come in and 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 worship and be a part of the faith and it's like oh you have to look this way to be a part of this faith you have to like be this way to be a part of the faith and I thought that you know faith was all about just coming together um to celebrate your the same beliefs yeah <laughs> and, I, and also I'd like to say too at this point I'm so happy we're talking about the roots of it. I feel like that's like the roots of sexuality. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Not even Especially here in America. Oh, yeah. And I mean, I feel like that's really what happens. Either even if you don't come from a religious standpoint. Right. You do have a faith system within you. You know the right from wrong. Oh, yeah. It comes from somewhere. It it comes from your spirituality as Mm -hmm. well. Whether it's Muslim, whether it's... Islam, like... Whether it's sexist whether you were taught that women are supposed to be this way and men are supposed to be this way yeah i mean i i I get it and so a lot of it's rooted in oppression yeah and it truly is and i mean i had a friend who came out lesbian and you know she was from the baptist church 
So Ooh. there was a lot. There was a lot of things going on in mm-hmm. that in that bit. Mm-hmm. And it, she also felt that sh- that shame when those feelings came up because she couldn't talk about it. And mm. I remember feeling that same way when I couldn't talk about st- something I was feeling. Mm. And same I, here, actually. Yeah. So same here. You know, LGBT, we love you. We want to say that that that's our platform. We're here for you. Yes. Um, we constantly want to keep learning from you and mm-hmm. uh, following your path in sexuality and the, the the pride that you have found and you can keep showing and and it's really it's really amazing it's that time here we are at the service industry segment and while we're on the topic of sexuality boys and girls when you're at a bar please don't over sexualize your bartender it's not cool we know that she looks attractive but could you like not be so obvious especially when i'm serving you a drink and then i turn around to like go put money in the cash register and i feel your eyes on my ass and like that's not cool so then i make your drink not so strong and like then you don't tip me and i did that actually happen oh yeah it's happened like a ton of times like i've like served some pretty skeevy customers oh lord um and it's just like i know that this sort of like comes with the job sometimes but this is just like a if you're out there and you think you have a hot, hot bartender, at least be respectful, at least leave a tip, don't be an asshole. And also on top of that, unwanted touching. Oh, unwanted God. touching. Ugh. I'm telling you, the amount of times where I've I, I can tell a guy's touchy, mm. I, I you know, I'm trying to stay busy and then they try to get me to come closer and come closer and I try to avoid and then finally like, seriously come here and I'm like, I finally give in because I'm like it gets old after a while. Mm-hmm. There's only so much I can do. And then they touch my arm. They they're touch they're touching my hands. It's like, I hope this pandemic fixes this crap. Yeah, I know some bartenders that literally have like punched patrons in the face for that. And last but not least, our highlight segment. Yeah, I just want to give a a special shout out to podcasts, books, YouTube videos. Uh, platforms like that that are really open about talking about sexuality because thank you know thanks to those platforms that actually helped me a lot just feel more comfortable talking about it and just owning my sexuality so I don't have any specific in mind but just in general um, super educational and really empowering awesome and with that being said I would like to highlight a book now some of you may not be religious and that is totally cool. Um, I'm religious. I'm still trying to figure out where I fit in. But there is this one book that I think people who are religious and aren't religious need to read. And it's called um, Jesus, Sex, and the Conversations the Church Left Out. Now, I know not everyone, like I said, is religious, but it's a really good read. And I feel like um, I feel like it really helped me merge my sexuality and myself And it really showed me that sexuality isn't all about how you feel towards another person. It's about you feeling comfortable with you first and you loving every aspect of yourself first because it's a gift. So if anybody needs a pick-me-up or maybe a new way of looking at something, I'd pick it up. And you can exclude the stuff about God. It does say things about it in the book. But 
it still has a really great message, which is sexuality is okay to talk about. It doesn't need to be a forbidden fruit. It can be just a conversation with you and yourself about, hey, we're good. Thank you guys so much for joining us for this very special topic. We hope you really enjoyed our talk, and we would love to hear more about your opinions, your background, and your points of view. As always, if you have any topic suggestions or if you just like to put an order in, <laughs> you can find us at the empathy cocktail at gmail.com and on Facebook as the Empathy Cocktail Podcast. Until next time, guys. This is the Empathy Cocktail. Mm-hmm.